mistakes are the best. The barefoot punter, because you've done it for and welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host, as always, the Mug, the co-ho- your co-host, the logical one. We take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, uh, we're going to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2019 AFL season. And it's a big welcome and introduction to the program to the logical one. Thanks a lot, Mug. Uh, we give investment investment advice on the 2019 season. It's nearly done. It's all over. It's just That's about done, go. isn't it? Yeah, we're uh, we're almost there. One more game to go, and um, and that's it. That's a wrap. So, uh, how many episodes is that logical? Did we do more than just one per round, or did we do an extra one at the start? Um, but uh, we've managed to bring the program through every single week, and it's uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, and apologies to the listeners tonight in advance because. Um, we're, uh, we're in different locations again for this very special final episode. I've found myself uh, overseas again, and, uh, and you're, of course, back in Melbourne getting ready to host a big grand final party. The Bogan from Bali. That's what they call me, apparently. Um, <laughs> over here getting it done again with the family. So uh, looking forward to a big day down at Cocoon on Saturday to, uh, to watch the grand final. So looking forward, looking forward to it. That'll be a good time spot. Will that be about a midday kickoff? It will be. So you get a, you get a little bit extra on the cans uh, down there. So looking forward to that. Uh, look, looking, for, looking forward to, to that for sure. So, um, so mate, let's uh, maybe we just wind back a little bit to the Brownlow Medal. Uh, what was your thoughts about the particular event, and um, and how did you go betting wise? Well, actually, let's, I was going to just wind back even one more back and talk about the, the games on the weekend. But let's go to the Brownlow first. Uh, Brownlow was very interesting. Um, the sleeve, there's a lot of talk about the sleeve that Fife wore and the votes he got. He really did over poll. Um, I haven't looked at it in full analysis, but I would have thought he's probably the biggest over poller. For the count, and the other thing that I noticed is all those all those top players, all the top ten. I think nine of them went over there over under quotes, so they all polled really well at the top of the top of the charts. Um, early on, it looked like Cripps was probably going to win it, and he was in, in a position to win it. It was just the fact that the others over polled more than him. So um, yeah, it was a good count in the run. Um, a good, good result. I'm happy to see Fife win it. Uh, I was on danger. Um, but but you know that happens sometimes, and 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 I enjoyed it. Ah, very, very good, mate. And we'll talk about, uh, I guess, betting review and uh, and bad beats in a moment. And uh, just just winding back to the footy. Um, yep. Anything? What, what do you think of those games? Oh, I, I thought it was a great weekend of football. I loved loved the uh, even the Friday night. Mm. Geelong were well and truly in the contest. I know they end up losing by a lot, but at least you know if you'd had it back to Geelong, you're in with a show there at halftime. I think they're into a dollar forty or dollar fifty at halftime. Um, and then, then the Collingwood uh, GWS game was a ripping game, a ripping contest at least. You know, it might not have been a lot of highlights, but it was just such a ripping contest late. The crowd was going crazy. They'd come from nowhere. And, you know, it's, it's one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Well, three-quarter time, uh, I just had a sneaky look at the old Betfair account there, and it was, uh, I think it was about $34, the pies, uh, there on the head-to-head. So uh, there was a bit of value up for grabs on the pies late. Um, but uh, loved Mummy's Bork there on the goal line, and uh, and the GWS just did enough to win. And now we find ourselves oh, with a high risk, high risk Bork. I think Pendles was actually trying to snatch it off him and kick the goal rather than smother it. Yep, and, ab- uh, absolutely. It was very high risk, but got it done. Uh, looked fantastic on the replay. It was uh, it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, so, mate, just a quick um, betting review. How'd you go? 
So for the games, uh, I didn't put up anything. I was going to put up GWS, if you remember, and then Toby Green was rubbed out during the during the show. So I said I'd have to wait and see what happened later on. Um, I still end up quite liking GWS and had a little bet on them, um, but but I didn't tip anything up to the listeners on the on the Tuesday night when we recorded. So um, nothing there on the games. Yeah, and I was the uh, I was the exact same. We didn't have any betting on the Richmond Geelong game, and um, and I had a lean towards the GWS. Didn't tip it up on the podcast. Indicated on Twitter that I was going to be having a bet on uh, GWS, but I wouldn't like to say that it was a, a genuine tip up to the listeners. Yep. Um, and what about the what about the Brownlow logical? Can you uh, can you just uh, sort of recount uh, how you went versus some of the things that you're talking about? Yeah, as, as I said, I, I sort of gave steers and talked about what the models like versus the predictors, and I I didn't give it any any real real tips. I think my favourite for the week was I said was McRae, and he dead heated for the top bulldog. Um, a few others I said that were pretty good with Ross uh, Henderson didn't quite get up for the Hawks. Um, I think I said Zach was too short for Essendon. He ended up winning, but it was close there for a while. Um, a few others, not too bad. But hopefully the listeners found found some winners there. Hopefully they got a bit of a steer. But um, I wouldn't say it was a highly successful round, though, in terms of for, for me. Yeah, and uh, and for myself, um, the ones that I tipped up to the listeners was that Group B uh, that Merritt was leading. Um, yep. So I had a uh, had, I said I had a good go at that one, and that one. Well, I haven't seen my accounts yet because I'm overseas, but I'm pretty sure that one won. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I think it won easily. Yeah. yeah, I actually got bumped into someone who's a listener, and they said they were very happy that they got on that one as well. Okay, so excellent. Won easily. So that one got up, yep. and um, the other two that I tipped up to the listeners was Warple and Crouch. So, uh, Warple missed by one vote, but probably never looked like it to be honest. And uh, and no. Crouch, what a disappointment uh, he was, and. Um, logical. I think that's about um, that's two or three times Matt Crouch has sucked. Yeah, three su- years in a row. He, he just doesn't doesn't catch the uh, eye. He's uh, sucked me in a few times there. I remember a couple of years ago I was on him pretty decent uh, to to do a lot better than than what he did, and he sucked me in again this year. And so that's that's just a note to sell for uh, for future Brownlow betting. Stay away from uh, from Matt Crouch. Um, but um, but all in all. Um, yeah, not 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 a hugely successful Brownlow, but a successful one nonetheless. So again, so hopefully some listeners got stuck into that one. Uh, I had Basher there as well that uh, that got up, but um, but yeah, not a great Brownlow, I, I wouldn't say. Um, yep. But um, what about some bad beats? Logical? Did you see any bad beats over the weekend? I don't know what I'd call Collingwood a bad beat, but I just you touched on it before. What I'd like to discuss there is. The price they got out to, I saw two hundred on Betfair early in that last quarter. Wow! I was, I was struggling to get my VPN and my Betfair account, and I just couldn't quite work it out. Yeah. Um, but but if anyone got on that that two hundred or that then into a hundred, then into fifty, then into thirty four, just the models weren't coping, and the price was big. They were just complete momentum and dominating the game. So if anyone did back that. I wouldn't say it's a bad beat, but I say it's it was really good value beaten. So you know, like um, they were well, they looked like at ten minutes to go. I thought they were going to win the game. So, so yeah, for anyone that did get on that, um, unlucky. Very good, mate. Very good. Um, all right, buddy. Well, uh, we might get in and, and talk some uh, outright talk some Normie Smith, and then uh, talk the big game. Are you ready to get stuck into it? Sounds good. All right, old mate. Logical. I believe you want to talk to the listeners uh, about the GWS outright and how that's looking. 
Yeah, it was an interesting one. I think you made the point earlier on in one of the start of the finals in one of our podcasts around uh, the outright on these sides that finish in the bottom four of the eight and how they're better to, to back the all up rather than to back the price on site. And and I did I looked at it today and, and GWS, they've been amazing. But they've gone a dollar eighty their first game, two dollars thirty five around Brisbane, four dollars against Collingwood and then three thirty five this week, which is an all up of fifty six seven. Um, and I think I made them 49 at the start of the finals. Mm. I think Betfair was around that 20-22 range or something like that. So I think that was the point you made in that backing those dogs on the outright is just, just not good value. And um, and it's proven to be. Like if you just had to back GDOS all the way through, you get so, so much better value. Of course, the key to it is just to make sure that you hold your nerve. You've, there it is. You, there it is. You right gotta, there. You got to make sure you keep rolling it in. Uh, but, uh, but no, but mate, it's it's a it's a point well made, and uh, and hopefully there are some listeners out there that have been rolling on the GWS yep. and uh, and yep. ride, riding that train all the way through. And uh, I guess um, we'll see in a moment when we talk about the game. Um, how that's looking, uh, and if someone is actually prepared to do it. Um, but before we get into the uh, the big game logical, we might talk some Normie Smith. So you're good to talk some Norm Smith. Oh, Norm Smith. I think I want to talk about the game first. Let's oh, okay. Go. All right. Well, let's, let's go. Talk about the game. Well, let's let's go in. Let's go. I, I, let's go the game then. So so Richmond just to uh, just to go over the odds. Richmond a dollar thirty eight. The GWS three dollars twenty, making the uh, Tigers here seventeen and a half point favourites. So mate, what do you see? It's it's an intriguing contest. Um, it's not one of those games. I think you mentioned it again once in one of the finals. Sometimes a handicap in a grand final you'd want to steer away from because if the game's blown out, then teams aren't really too 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 worried about covering either way, um, or the game's over late in the game. Um, it's an intriguing contest. I love what GWS are doing at the moment, and I love the way they're playing because they're, they're winning the hard contest. They're playing really well in the midfield. They get Whitfield and Green back. They're not going to get Coniglio back. That was announced today. Yeah. Um, they probably Davis will pr- play how he is is. Um, not quite sure, but hopefully he's, he's somewhere near 100%. I, I like that they're tagging players. I like that DeBoer has the option to go to either Prestia if he plays in the mid, or if, if Dusty comes into the mid, he can mm. take Dusty. I like the fact that someone like Perryman might go to Hawley. Um, and I think as well as Richmond are playing, um, I, I, don't, I make these two sides closer together. I think yep. Richmond are an okay side, but they showed last week that half-time they were under the pump. They, they came good in the second half, but they still... Still weren't they weren't um, highly impressive, and I don't think their midfield's any stronger than Collingwood's. And and GWS really annihilated um, Collingwood in the midfield on the weekend. So for me, I'm, I'm putting up a bet on GWS. I'm putting a unit on GWS at the head to head at the three twenty or whatever's out there. Okay, fantastic. So is that a? Um, and again, I know we've spoken about this a number of times. Logical, but is there? A, a, do you, do you go with a line bet there as well, or are you just going to be straight head to head on this oh, one? I'm just going to be straight. I'm just going to straight to head to head. Yeah. Okay. No problems. Um, for me, I, I think the market should be a little bit tighter as well. I mean. We've got some recent history, I guess, with um, with Richmond playing these top sides. You know, we had West Coast at the G a while ago. I think that went off at about 11 and a half. We had Brisbane at the G a little while ago. That went off at about 18 and a half. 
We had the Cats last week, which uh, to memory was about 18 and a half. And now we have the Giants. Giants sitting at 17 and a half. I felt as though it probably should have been that 15 and a half, 16 and a half. You'd have to say that the Giants have improved their rating uh, throughout this final series. And uh, the Tigers, of course, haven't done a lot wrong. So I think that market should be just a little bit uh, tighter than what it is, but not enough for me to be having a bet on the GWS. I'm actually, I'm looking for a Tigers bet logical, but that, that would need to get down to about 13 or 14 for me to be having a look at the Tigers at this point in time. So... Mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoulder arms at this point in time. Um, I my I do like the Tigers here. I think the Tigers get it done, um, but um, but that line probably isn't enough for me to get excited about a bet. And the head to head too short on the Tigers for me to be having a go. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good point. I like. Um I think the, the one thing I didn't mention is two contests this year. GWS won well at home early on the season yep. uh, when Richmond didn't have so many injuries. And then about uh, just after the mid, mid, midpoint of the season, Richmond cleaned them up at the G. But the sides are completely different. Oh, not completely different, but the form lines are completely different. That was sort of the start of Richmond's run into form. GWS were, were probably playing pretty well then, but not as well as they are now. I did uh, I did run into uh, a good friend of the program, How Many, uh, today, Logical. Uh, managed to run into him at, yep. a, at a bar over here. And um, and yeah. one thing one thing that he was uh, quite happy with, he feels that the GWS are very galvanised. You know, everyone's recommitted. Everyone's signed on the yep. dotted, dotted line. You know, there's in the other yep. camp, they've got, you know, who's going to be leaving, Alice is leaving, those types of things. So he just felt that might, that might be one of the one percenters that uh, that just helps GWS get on the way. I don't know what credence you put into that, but uh, that was a, a little thing yeah, that he felt yeah, was interesting. No, couldn't, couldn't argue with that. Um, then I, 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 in contrast to that, um, someone that I, a big Richmond supporter that I know, Domestic Dave, he's putting up Richmond 60-plus and 40-plus and 80-plus. Oh, boy. And that sort of and that sort of angle, which at the same time as well is not the worst angle because if they do, they could. Yeah. You know, these grand finals, they could just blow a team away. But Richmond traditionally don't blow teams away. And for me, um, I'm looking the other way though. All right, mate. Well, that's the game spoken about. So you're GWS, and I'm looking for a Tigers bet. Um, how about some Norm Smith medal? I love the Norm Smith. I love Norm Smith betting. It's one of my favourites for the week. And before we talk about Norm Smith, I think one point to make is if you're going to have a bet on the Norm Smith, the best place to go is definitely Betfair. Absolutely. They are so much more competitive. It's, it's like head-to-head, not necessarily always the way, but with the Norm Smith battle, their prices are so much better. It's the, it's the place to be for Betfair punting. So most of the prices we'll be quoting and talking about tonight will be talking about Betfair because the bookmakers will be lower on nearly every one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Good good tip up. So what, what do you think, buddy? Yeah. Well, first thing I want to talk about, I had a look through it all. Um, I've done some, some analysis. So what, what intrigues me here is GWS are $3.35 to win the match, which means that they're in for about, on Betfair, they're, about 30, they're in for about 30% of the uh, chance of winning the match. But when you sum up all their players on Betfair, they're coming to about 42% uh, of the total of the 109.6. So they're probably in for... I think they're in for a little bit more than what the, the match odds suggest is in their total, but not that much. So they're probably, if anything, it's harder to find value on GWS players because they're taking up too much percentage in the book. Um, that's if the match, match odds are, are, are right, of course. So that's probably the first point I want to talk about. Um, and then one of the other things I was looking at, there's some really intriguing things. 
Uh, one is players are going to get tagged that's, yep. or, or get a, a run with. That affects their player their, their price significantly. Or players that have got an injury, that also can um, affect their price significantly. Um, and then from that, from that, then what I do is I go and look at historical um, a their, their player rating and b how often they're getting in the best couple of players on the ground. So, so even the Brownlow can be a good reflection of this. And you know, so back in 2017, Dusty went off five dollars for the Norm Smith. I think he might have drifted late, but around that price, when Richmond were outsiders. Um, and I had Dusty in for that year 40% of their votes. I really, really liked him. So this year, I only have him in for 21% of Richmond's votes because A, he's probably, if he plays in the midfield, he gets the ball. And if not, he's got to go down forward. And he also slightly, maybe slightly got an injury. So I'm not so keen on Dusty this year. Um, but, but like, we're, it's so different to how 2017 was. Yep. Um, so then, on, so I look at I look at Dusty. I don't really like him. But then there's also a chance that De Boer might go to Prestia. If Dusty doesn't play in the middle, then De Prestia may get De Boer's tag. And De Boer makes such an influence on your price. He has just killing. He's just annihilating players when he plays on them. So if, if you've got a Norm Smith bet and and De Boer's, De Boer's on that player, you're a real unlikely chance to be able to win the Norm Smith. So that's that's a key thing. Trying to work out who De Boer's going to play on. Yep. Okay. Good. Good point. All right. So, so in saying all that, then. What I'm trying to find is I'm going to try and find Richmond players because I feel like there's more value in Richmond players, and then I'm trying to find players that aren't going to get a run with. So the players I've come up with that I've sort of been backing at the moment is Edwards. Yep. He's around the 20, 20 to twenty-one dollar price range. Um, uh, Basha Hooley, slight chance he gets a run with, but uh, I think hopefully not, and he's around the fourteen dollar dollar range. He's probably was probably their second or equal second You've, perform player this year. Can I ask you a question, Logical? Yeah. Did you back these uh, guys today by chance? These guys? Yeah. Today? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, and yesterday and today, yes. Okay, because I've noticed their prices, Edwards was around about 28 and Hooley was at 17s uh, a little bit earlier, so I was just wondering if you'd managed to wipe a bit of price off those markets. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not a lot of liquidity in, in Betfair just yet, so there's yep. not a lot that takes to move the prices. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and then another real... Uh, interesting story would be uh, Pickett. Now, if Pickett plays, uh, he's a mature age. He's got BOG and the VFL on the weekend. He's not like the worst chance for Richmond. And I think in anything around that 80, 90, 100 range, I'd have to have a bet on him just to have a look at it because there'd be the slight part of the price would the judges would be um, not reluctant to give him votes for the Cinderella story of it too as well. Yep, okay. And is there a market up for him at the moment? He's just been added into Betfair. Actually, he's right down the bottom there, and I think he's. I think you can get, you can back him at ninety for, for, for a teeny bit at the moment. Geez, I would have thought he'd be a bigger price than that, to be honest. But um, but there you go. Okay. Um, and then then the GWS players that I like, uh, De Ball. Yep. Because he's, he's around that 100, 110 mark. Because if he tags Dusty or Prestia and and annihilates them and gets his twenty disposals and kicks goal late or something like that, he could well win the. The norm. Norm's not like Brownlow voting because you've got a panel of voters that are more educated and they like to give it to more left field selections. And they um, they would spend so, more more time pouring over the stats too as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, and and I think I did some analysis actually today just just on talking about positions like so different to um, to um, Brownlow in that historically 
uh, backs have won 37.5% of Norm Smith. Yep. Midfielders have won 42.5%. Forwards have only won 15%, and Rucks have won 5%. Yep. So backs, backs, that's that one chance to shine is in a Norm Smith, rather so much more than in a Brownlow. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, logical, just in terms of some of the bets that I've had uh, so far, and I, I think I... Um, uh, showed my hand a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about uh, the Gary Ayres medal, about the types of things that I'm looking for in Norm Smith. Um, like you say, I'm looking for the defenders. Um, so either intercepting, marking defenders or runoff defenders um, or the lesser light midfielder. So so the, the guys that I've had some bets on under your uh, guidance uh, a few days ago, I had a little bit on DeBoer because uh, if he does a real a number on Dusty or something like that, he could be a goer. Um, I just had a specky on Phil Davis at the $100 mark. Um, just if, if he was to come back, have an influence. Um, Vlosten at 55. Uh, Heath Shaw at 62. Hopper at 53. Uh, Zach Williams uh, at 24 and a half, although that's probably a little bit short than what I would be like. Lambert I was able to get for 50. Um, Short, uh, Jaden Short, I think there's some big money out there for him. I got him at 164. And probably the two um, that I want to get with that I haven't got with yet is Cochin and Edwards. I would like to be with Hooley, but I just think he's starting to get too short for me, unfortunately. So I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get there. Yeah, I like I, I like your Zach Williams. He's even got a bit bigger now. You can get sort of 29 on Zach Williams. Yeah, okay, cool. He was cool. probably one of the first or second best last week. Um, and I, oh, there was one other, like Lambert. I also like that secondary midfielder that might get a tag. Yep. That's a big one for Richmond in this game. And, uh, um, and I think his price, I'll just, like, I'll, just, like, I'll just have a look at his money at the moment, Logical, while we're, uh, while we're talking. So Lambert, yeah, Lambert, there's some 34 at the moment for him on BetFest. He might even get a better price than the corporates at the moment because there's not a lot of liquidity there. But, uh, but Lambert, yeah, he, he might be one to have a look at. So, um, and all of the, all of the, go on. The one you did mention that probably there is his um, culture. I just feel like he's become such an unselfish role player and he just doesn't. Yeah, and I guess the beauty of it is, and, and our um, and our punters will appreciate this too. At those prices, I mean, you can have you know ten bucks, five bucks on each of those, and uh, yeah. you know only have yeah. a sort of fifty, sixty dollar outlay for the day, and 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 really have uh, a lot of upside if if one of those uh, manages to cop and. Um, and you can, you know, yeah. cheer on, ha- have a good day on the punt and the beers and uh, enjoy the grand final and hopefully hopefully jag one. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, very... Interesting. Um, just the one more point that everyone just won't focus on Duffy. And I know I mentioned that I didn't like him so much here. I've gone into you just uh, logical. You're just breaking up there a little, uh, a little bit. So I might, uh, I might even, we might just cut it there and I might just give you a quick bell back. So I'll, I'll give you a call back in two seconds. Yep. All right, logical. We've got you back, mate. So, what did you want to say about Dusty? Oh, just is there's just the Dusty price. He's at seven dollars, and I know I said I did wasn't so quite so keen on him, but I feel that um, he could even drift further. And and if he does get to around that eight dollar range, and you do like Dusty, I'd, I'd be saying that then that probably is a bet because he might be getting a tag, and he might be a little bit lame. But but if he is right and he comes good, he gets so much percentage of Richmond's best and fair. Um, best on fields you know he does still copper tag quite quite often so 
he is the premium player there. So um, if he does, does get out to that eight dollar range, that's probably when it's time to chime in with Dusty. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right, mate. Well, anything more to add for, uh, to the listeners before we wrap this one up? Um, I think the other market that uh, is an interesting one is for his first goal scorer for the grand final, and it's probably it's probably different first goal scorer these days than it used to be in that it's one player that's guaranteed to start in the goal score and that's probably increasing their likelihood of kicking the first goal than previous years so probably two strategies either wait and see if you can see who's going to be starting the goal square if it definitely is going to be um, a player that's not obvious then then that's that's probably value otherwise you're probably looking at players like Toby Green or Dusty or someone that's going to play out of position that could start forward and and get a bit of value that way. Yeah, okay, fair fair enough. And if there is anything that um, that you manage to analyse over the next couple of days, uh, we'll get that out on Twitter anyway and uh, and, and pop that through. Um, but Logical, yeah. this, is, uh, this is our last podcast for the year. So um, did you have any parting words for the listeners? <laughs> you just put me on the spot there, uh, Mark. Um, I don't, I'm just, you know, I'm... I'm uh, suppose just happy that we've we've built up a listenership this year i've really enjoyed it and um and thanks everyone for listening yeah fantastic mate and it's been great to have you on the uh on the podcast all year and uh we have had a bit of fun bringing it to you and um and uh yeah it's, it's been an enjoyable experience for you so hopefully uh the listeners have in uh, enjoyed our podcast and uh we'll have to put our thinking caps on and see if we can do it again next year but um uh, I guess good luck to everyone for uh, for the grand final. Uh, if it's your uh, Norm Smith medal or if you're having a bet on the big game, uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, as we always say, gamble responsibly. You but- uh, just hold, hold on. You're just gonna you're gonna have like some sad music and a montage of our highlights to play out after this. Oh, I Mark? don't think we're going to have that logical. Uh, our, our technical, <laughs> our technical prowess isn't quite up up to that sort of uh, level just yet. But uh, but uh, but uh, thanks to all the listeners, and uh, as we always say, um, gamble responsibly. But more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>